with Allison. And Eric, too. Do you like where I went with that? Uh-huh, like, I do. I just changed it. Were you shocked? Um, I wasn't shocked because you change a lot of stuff. I was just... Um, <laughs> I was just surprised. I'm Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I am here with the one, the only, he is eating a peanut butter sandwich so loudly. No, I'm actually eating a JoJo. Oh, because... We just got a Trader Joe's in Provo Orem area, and our life has changed. Mr. Eric Robertson. Mr. Eric, fan of Trader Joe's, Robertson. Uh, well, you know what? This sounds sponsored, and it's not. It's not. It just truly—I just need to figure out a way for them to sponsor my life because I literally have not stopped telling everyone how much my life has changed. And I haven't stopped eating— food so because we actually have food in our house now it's like this whole new phenomenon we are just so excited that you're here thank you so much for being here this is podcast episode number 55 staying alive (laughs) can i get a little bgs that's kind of like uh like a bingo bingo caller you know Yes, but do you know that I did um, a talent show dance to Staying Alive, I think, when I was in sixth or seventh grade? You know, I wasn't there, so I didn't know that. Okay, I just wanted everyone to know that. I'm really, really excited about this episode. It's going to be just me talking mostly. Big shocker. (laughs) We've had some really fun interviews. I mean, just so much going on, and I just was really craving sitting down and talking to you guys and just sharing some thoughts that I've had. Yeah, let me just say this. You've had an incredibly busy couple of weeks and yeah. you've been had a ton ton of energy and I was I was surprised that tonight where normally you know we just go lay in bed watch a show wind down you're like no it's going to feel good to get this podcast done. Well, you know what? I'm trying to focus on, and I talk about this in our Year of Awesome 8 team, We and I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but we talk about a starting awesome point and a stopping awesome point. This is just a really interesting principle, always a good reminder if you've heard it before from me. Take stock of an activity that you do and do it numerically or quantifiably by giving yourself like a, I, I am, I made this term up, a starting awesome point. Meaning if you're feeling kind of crappy, like maybe your starting awesome point is a two. If you're feeling really awesome, your starting awesome point would be a seven, an eight, a nine, a 10, right? And so I was feeling a little anxious and it's hard for me to wind down after so much activity and a big push. I'm, I don't know if anyone's noticed from the podcast or the episodes, I'm an anxious person. <laughs> no, no one does. Hence, hence our entire episode on my anxiety journey. And I just tried to hold on to the feeling of, I know after I record a podcast episode, my stopping awesome point is usually higher. So I hope that's a fun exercise for you guys to try. And this episode is called Responding Versus Reacting. I'm going to define what I mean by responding and reacting. We have one huge, exciting, huge, exciting announcement. And then I'm going to get right into it. And it's this, you guys. We are going to do a live podcast tour. Like, I'm so excited. I just, in my mind, imagined people in their car hearing that and going, woo! Like, 
I did imagine, you imagine such hysteria like, like ca- car wrecks this and things is the are blowing first up? Time I've ever actually imagined like my own applause or like people cheering. There's like kitchens on fire. People <laughs> no, are kicking their dogs. Matt, They're so excited. No. no, 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 no. Just this has been um, obviously months in the making. We partnered with Alaska Airlines to sponsor it, and it's going to be a West Coast tour. So I'm sorry if you're on the East Coast. We're going to try to get to you, but we got to start somewhere, and we're going to five cities. Five cities. And so we're going to have more details obviously coming late October, early November is when it's going to happen. Can we tell them one that we know for sure? Oh, yeah. We're going to be, of course, we're going to start. The first one will be in the Salt Lake, Utah County area. Again, I'm not exactly sure <laughs> which venue. We're, kick, we're kicking it off at home. We're kicking it off local. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We're going to do podcast episodes live. And there's going to be Q&A. And they're going to be interactive. And... And uh, I just am picturing choreographed dance numbers, and I'm just very excited. I'm probably not going to take my shirt off. You're probably going to keep your shirt on? Everyone write in and say how disappointed you are. So that's our huge, huge, huge announcement. Maybe it's not huge to me, you. It's huge to me. So we hope you're excited. And now let's get into episode 55, Responding versus Reacting. Here's what prompted this episode for me is we were very fortunate enough to go on vacation with our family. That's That's a huge blessing. That's a huge gift. Like, we have not often before been in a place financially or even like taking the time to take a whole week off with all of our children and travel. And so we're super grateful for that. And I laughed when I said had the opportunity because we were in a motorhome. So if you follow me on Instagram, you you know, I was sharing, I'm maybe not like a motorhome girl. I have like all these thoughts on liking what you like and just accepting what you like. Yeah, and I, I really like motorhome life. Eric really likes motorhome life. And I had a great attitude and was as fun, you know, I had a great attitude. It's not my preferred vacation and that's okay. We can all like different things. I still had a great time and really, really loved being with our kids, and we traveled with my brother and his wife. So I want you to picture this. We have six children ages seven and under. We have two two two-year-olds, a couple of five-year-olds, and then a six and a seven-year-old. There's a lot of small, tiny, unruly children in a small, confined space. That is my recipe for all negative emotions, usually. And so I knew going into this motorhome trip that I was going to need to have some tools like in my toolkit to help me enjoy this trip. And so the first thing I did is I, of course, set like an intention for the trip. And my only intention for this trip was not that we all get along, not that we all had certain experiences. It was that we were making memories and we were spending time together in close proximity as a family. And that was it. That was my only goal. I didn't care if... So we went to Yellowstone and Glacier, right? Is that where we went? Yes. And so, like, I I didn't expect for some kumbaya moment. I was excited to be with my brother and his wife and their um, really sweet, sweet, fun kids. But that was it. And then I just released... I I didn't have ideas of coordinated family photos or complicated dance numbers that I would post on my Instagram. (laughs) You know, like, it's easy to do that. And so that was my first thing. And throughout the trip, I kept having this thought of, I want to respond, not 
react. I want to respond, not react. And that was kind of my mantra. I hadn't really sat down and defined that or told myself. It was just kind of like this gut feeling. Like I want to respond to things and not react to things. I thought about it a lot throughout the trip and I just wanted to share with you what it did for me. And then I've sat down now after putting it into practice and defined responding and reacting in my own terms. And it was so useful for me. I just wanted to share it with you guys. So first I want to go over like what the technical definition of respond is. So the cool thing about the word, and I'm a total um, English geek. I took one linguistics course in college and I like wanted to change my whole life to be become a linguistics major. So I geek out on this, but respond is both a noun and a verb. And I thought that was really interesting because the noun of respond is an engaged pillar supporting an arch. So you kind of have to get a visual of an arch. And I like it's like this engaged, it's not just a pillar, it's an engaged pillar. So it's the pillar that is supporting an arch. That is like a respond as a noun. But respond as a verb is to say something in return, make an answer. The other definition or the, the kind of the phrase that came to mind to me is a first responder. So when you think of the scene of an accident and there's the first responders, the people who are there, they are offering support. They are offering encouragement. They are there like taking action. So when I think of the word respond, it's very similar to reacting, but you take a beat. You take a beat. And so for me, respond means with thought and intention, with thought and intention. So when I was saying I want to respond not react. What I was saying to myself is, I want to take a beat with everything in these close, enclosed motorhome <laughs> circumstances. I want to take a beat. I don't want to react. And so here's the definition of react. And this is from the dictionary is to act in opposition to a force or influence usually used with against. Or another definition of react is to move or tend in a reverse direction. And I think it's really cool if you give yourself like close your eyes. Let's all take a deep breath in just real quick. And now, just wherever you are right now, I get really excited. I don't know if you notice, I get really excited (laughs) when I teach, and sometimes I even like to take a breath myself. When you think of the visual of the word react, I see myself like moving back, like a jerk. Do you see that, Eric? Like, what do you think of when you think of react? Uh, React to me is like an unconscious. Yeah, unconscious. Like like a very animal instinct. Thank you. I could not get the exact word that I wanted. Respond is conscious. What? And react is unconscious. It's basically being present or not. It's as simple as that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. As always, Mr. Pleasant Pictures with the insight that I take 30 words, he says it in one. So Okay, um, well, that's our episode. Yeah, okay, we're well. done. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so for me, react, I thought, is this with defense and distance. And it's almost like that primal. Like really for me, like react has this primal nature to it where respond has more of this like higher being, like higher state of consciousness. Do you know what I think of? What? I think of how our kids treat Spike, our dog. Yes. And because Spike loves us, he is responsible. Like when the kids abuse him and grab his neck and do all these things that 
that normally a re- an animal reaction would be to bite back. Yeah. He loves us. And so he, you can see him there just fighting the urge. Yes. He's responding. And his response is usually to walk away out of the situation. Yes. Instead of nipping him. He hides. So we <laughs> brought hides. Spike with us in the motorhome. So I'm sorry. I needed to add a small dog to the visual of the motorhome. Who by the way, was the easiest part of the crew. He seriously took so much abuse from the two-year-olds. My um, little nephew, Thomas, he just... Spike has the perfect size tail to pull because that's what it's for on a Jack Russell Terrier, right? Yeah, they, they dock it at five inches because when they would burrow down in these holes... You don't want a big curled when it's hard to grab, so it'd be five inches perfect for a guy to grab the tail and pull him out. Yeah. Because so, they're so determined to get the animal. They just stay in these And burrows. that's what – it's so funny. Jack Russell Terriers, they're so determined. And so um, Thomas, the two-year-old, he figured out this five-inch tail is just absolutely perfect for pulling Spike around. And that is so perfect. Like, Spike is an animal, mm-hmm. but he responds – He's been trained and has trained himself to respond rather than react as an animal. Yeah. Now all of us are animals, and in give in certain circumstances, I'd say. So for me, it is moving from my place of being an animal, being primal, to this higher place. The one other cool thing, just because again, I'm geek out over words and the etymology and like even how certain words sound, is React has and linguistics people, you can correct me, but React has a um, I think it's like a guttural sound, but it's the primary place of the sound is in the back. It's like the react. Do you you see what I'm saying? It's a very harsh Mm -hmm. sounding word. Yeah. And the softer nature of respond versus react, that act sound, it's even in the sound of the word. And so that's why I really, really liked this mantra of respond versus react. Okay. So we have our definitions, but let's put it into practice because you know, say it along with me now, insight is cute, but action is drop Dead gorgeous. gorgeous. And we don't just want to be cute. We want to be drop dead gorgeous. So these are three places for you to work on responding and instead of reacting. And again, these are three places I've been working on responding instead of reacting. I don't talk about anything on the podcast that I'm not doing myself over here. So the first place or the first instance is, I'm calling it your setting, your immediate surroundings. Um, This could be the status of the room, the fact that we were in a motorhome where there's six children and four adults and a dog and you take a bump and the microwave opens and we were storing all of our paper plates and cups in the microwave and they'd come flying out and across the room, right? I also think of kind of like stubbing your toe, right? Like all of these things that just like the setting of our life, somebody bumping into you, people cutting you off in traffic, responding versus reacting. So how can you practice responding versus reacting? It's so simple. You make yourself aware of it. That's it. And so what I would do is I'd be in the very back of the motorhome. There was like this bed and I'd be laying on the bed, taking maybe a little um, break. And then I'd come out and be ready to interact with everyone again. And I would like take a deep breath in and I would say, I'm going to respond, not react. 
And, and that's literally, I would just repeat that in this, for me, kind of a stressful setting. It makes it sound like I was like miserable on the trip. I wasn't. No, you weren't. You were fine. Yeah, I really was. I took some walks for myself and that was really helpful. But this is really funny. The last night I decided to stay in a hotel. My sister-in-law had been staying in a hotel each night with her two-year-old because he could not do the motorhome at night. And so she had been doing that every night. And the last night I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay in the hotel. I woke up the next morning like friggin' Snow White. Like there were bluebirds, like raccoons were like holding the door open for me. Like I was so in such a better mood. I'm almost embarrassed at like, but I'm not embarrassed because that's like, we just are how we are in some ways. I had a great attitude, but for me, like I had to be really conscious in these, in my setting, in my surroundings. So how can you apply that just in your day to day? Are you at home all day with kids? Is the room a mess? And your first inclination is to just react and clean everything up and get mad at the kids? A response would be taking a beat, taking a deep breath in and asking yourself, what is my intention in this moment? Is it to be present with my children or is it to get some work done? Do you feel like that's a good example? Yeah, it's a great example. Is it making sense? Like, is it clear? I was thinking about like how people could do like when you're going to go to a social event. Yes. Or you're going to go to your in-laws or whatever. I mean, if your intent is to, to love or spread love or just to, you know, that's so much better than being prepared to be offended. And you know what? I love that you said that because when I think of the word respond, I know I'm attaching a lot of meaning and weight to these words, but I like to do that because I like to have like three or four word things I can say to myself that trigger emotions and feelings. So for me, the word respond, I am envisioning leaning in closer and love and calm and react is pulling away. And that's almost like fear. So for it's again, it's just another way of saying act with love instead of fear, but maybe in more applicable ways when you don't think of reacting as fear, but that's what it is because it's distancing yourself from a situation because it's something you don't understand or something that you need to assess, right? Right. So the second place we can work on responding versus reacting is with people. So face-to-face interactions. So how can you do that? It always goes back to the principle of not taking things personally. When we're listening, when we're truly listening to people, we're not reacting and making it about us. We're trying to understand the meaning of what they're saying before we react to it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's taking that pause, that beat, that second to respond. And I think the response can be internally before it is verbally. Mm-hmm. Actually, not even preparing for a response. That ex- exactly, not is, even preparing. Just listening. Because if you're preparing, you're actually, you're not present. You're in the future and you're not listening. That is something I have been trying to do with the podcast. Yeah, you do great. Well, I'm doing better. Yeah. And Eric's like, I think your interviewing is getting better. And I think it's because I'm trying to be a better listener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So thank you. So I love that. So an 
actionable way to work on responding versus reacting is to not prepare a response, to not think about what it is you want to say, also to not take things personally. So this was really helpful. When you're traveling together with four adults, you're going to have conversations, and we all get along very well, but you guys know with family, it's easy, especially with family, to go into like the childish versions of ourselves. To revert to... Yeah, you revert. Yeah. And I really think we had so much fun and there were no hard feelings and no awkward interactions because we all just enjoyed each other. And I feel like everybody was their awesome adult self. And by everybody, I mean me because I'm not saying anybody else is ever not that. But like for me, because that's who I was working on, I felt like I got to behave like awesome adult Allison with my brother Evan instead of 16-year-old Allison, which I can do sometimes. Yeah. I do. You see it when we're with my family. I think everyone does it with their family. Yeah. And and so it was just so fun because freaking how fun is my brother Evan? He's he, He's the best. so fun. And his wife, Megan, is so fun. And she's just such an amazing, loving person. And it even, like, because I was in this mindset of respond versus react, like, I was able to, like, watch and appreciate Megan, like, how kind and patient she is with small children. Right. It did not bother her at all to be in a confined space with six small children. I don't know. I was able to appreciate other people's talents more by having this mindset. So just to back it up, remember, we're talking about three places to work on responding instead of reacting. The first place was the setting, your immediate surroundings. The second place is with people face-to-face interactions. And because I was in this mindset, I feel like I appreciated everybody more because I wasn't reacting. I was just observing. And and not just like sitting back like a creepy observer, right? But just in really enjoying everything for what was happening in that moment. And the third and final place that I really think we can work on responding instead of reacting is in our life. And I know all of this is our life, but what I mean here is your life, your mission, your purpose, why you are here on this earth, responding to your community, responding to the needs of others. And I also think instead of reacting to what's going on in your life, like you might and most likely, because most of us are, are struggling with something right now. There is a challenge. Somebody that you are close to has just been given devastating news or you have, or you have lost a loved one, or you are going through a rough time. And we can react to that or we can sit back and respond. And when I think of respond, again, I think of it as leaning in. And so what responding for me looks like in my life is what are the talents, what are the skills that I have been given and that I have worked on, and how can I respond to the needs of my community? I had the coolest opportunity this week to meet with the board directors of the Friends of the Children's Justice Center of Salt Lake County. They raise money for the Children's Justice Center, and the Children's Justice Center is an organization that helps children who have been sexually assaulted, and they're like a first line of defense. So if you have a Children's Justice Center around you, when and if abuse has been disclosed, it is a place that you can take your child, and all of it is centered around empowering the 
child so that they do not have more trauma imposed on them after having a traumatic experience. It's a beautiful program. It's so effective. And I am able to work with these people to help them with their branding. It's one of those things where I'm like, what can I even do? I feel so insignificant. I feel so ill-equipped. These people are out there working, doing this real important work, and I'm dancing with sharks on a stage. And you know what I mean? (laughs) And I just felt like I was responding to a need in the community. They need help getting their message clearer. And here I am responding and helping, right? And I love, love, love this quote. And I've been quoting it wrong. I keep saying it's from another book, but I realized it's from Michael Singer's The Untethered Soul. Of course it is, because I love that book so much. And he says this, he quotes Ramana Maharshi, and I probably said that very wrong, he says, a great teacher in the yogic tradition used to say that to attain inner freedom, one must continuously and sincerely ask the question, who am I? He taught that this was more important than reading books, learning mantras, or going to holy places. Just ask, who am I? Who sees when I see? Who hears when I hear? Who knows that I am aware? Who am I? What Michael Singer talks about so much in the book, The Untethered Soul, is that you are the observer. You are not the person reacting. You're not even the person responding. You're the person who is observing the actions. So when I talk about responding to your life, it's asking that question of who am I? And I believe that we are on this earth to grow exponentially. There is no cap or limit on how much we should and can grow. And so many adults, it's something like 80 to 90% of adults stop emotionally growing after the age of, I think it's between 18 and 25. So if you are listening to this podcast, you are beating the statistic because this is obviously a podcast that is about growing as a person, right? Feeling a little more awesome than you did before. So like round of applause for you. You are listening, you are doing the work, and I just, I hope this question, this tool of, I want to respond, not react, that's it. I hope it serves you, and that's that's what I have. I How do you feel, Eric? Do you think it was okay? Yeah, I think it's great. Okay, I hope it serves you. Again, we love you, and we appreciate you sharing. You share so much. Thank you, guys. And one of the ways that you share that we appreciate um, so much is the reviews you're leaving on iTunes. So we love to pick a review. We send you some goodies, and Eric has a really fun one for us today. Uh, This is from Caitlin Bell. She says, I remember the first time I listened to this podcast. I was in the car with my mom driving to the mountains when she turned on an episode about working with influencers. So she was probably listening to audio audio courses. courses. Yeah. Yeah. She says, for her, it was helpful because she and my dad own a soda shop in Arizona. For a a 12-year-old, not so much. So this is a review from a 12-year-old. I thought it was so lame until she changed it to an episode about gratitude practices. I fell in love. I started listening to it on my own while I'm doing my math homework or getting ready for the day. I have learned so much and have noticed I have felt a little more awesome after every listen. Love you, Allison and Eric. Keep being awesome. We will, Caitlin Bell. Caitlin, thank you so much. We are going to send you some goodies. So reach out to awesome with Allison at theallisonshow.com. And that is Allison with one L. Send us your address. We are so excited. Again, I just want to thank you guys so much for listening. Um, thank you for sharing with friends. And just thank you for being here for your time and attention. We really, really appreciate it. And we don't take it lightly. We love you. I want to remind you, only you can be you and you are already as awesome 
as you need to be. Eric, do you have a song for us? Yeah, this is called Do It If You Had To from my Pleasant Pictures Music Club Library. Here we go. Oh, yeah. 